In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk about how to handle customer complaints. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 74. This episode of the Business of E-Commerce is sponsored by Drip. Drip is the world's first e-commerce CRM, and it's a CRM I personally use here in the Business of E-Commerce. Now, if you're ever in an e-commerce store, you need to give Drip a try, and here's why. They have both one-click integrations with Shopify and Magento, so it's super easy to get started and integrate with. Once you're there, they have all the segmentation, email personalization, and revenue dashboards that you need to give you an overview of how your emails are doing, how your campaigns are performing. But what really sets Drip aside is their visual workflow builder. It allows you to drag and drop different rules and build these workflows on how you want your emails to perform, decisions. It's super powerful. And it lets you get started quickly and build basic rules at first. And then over time, you can get more and more complex. So it's something not other automation tools allow you to jump in there fast and then also get more complexity over time with all that power underneath the hood. So if you want to see why other e-commerce store owners are getting from Drip, from other AFPs like MailChimp, Drip is offering an exclusive deal for our business of e-commerce listeners. They normally have a 15-day trial, but if you sign up with the following URL, they're actually going to give a 60-day trial. So definitely check that out. Just go to drip.com slash BOE. That's drip.com slash BOE, and you can check them out. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Plusky, and I'm here today to talk about how you can better handle customer complaints. So if you've been in business for a while, e-commerce, retail, anything like that, inevitably something happens. An order falls to the cracks, something bad happens, something slips, it just doesn't go as planned. Customers get angry, they get frustrated. Um, it, it just gets bad real quick. So there's a right and a wrong way. There's some do's and don'ts that, I've, that I have on the way to handle customer complaints. So first we'll start with the do's and then we'll kind of move to the don'ts. Um, so first thing, we have kind of six different steps here, getting started. So first, get as close to the problem as you can. I always prefer, if possible, get the person on the phone. If you're talking to them over email, over IM, something can be lost in the back and forth. Sometimes you think you're hearing something, you're really not. Um, some things can come off more aggressive sounding over text versus on the phone. You can actually hear the person's voice, get a little more understanding. They can hear your voice. Always the closer you get to the problem, the more human it is, the better off. So I always prefer jump on a quick phone call. People appreciate it also. Um, a lot of folks appreciate, you know, taking time out of your day. Let's just get on a call. A lot of times, honestly, I just, I've been, been in it before where I just call them. Um, out of the blue, just give someone a call. Most people, if they're already frustrated, they're happy to get a call to them um, instead of having to call a support number, wait on hold, that sort of thing. Always just call if possible. So second, right when you start talking, hopefully on the phone, the customer is going to be the one doing most of the talking. It's your job to listen, but not just listen, have empathy for what they're saying. And this is something that's easy to say, but some folks don't naturally do this, right? Where someone's describing a problem to you, and you start running through your side of it. But the first goal really is just get a clear understanding of how this is affecting them. 
how they fail. Just not, it's not about you. It's not about what you did wrong. The goal here isn't to win an argument. The goal is even to fix a problem first. The goal is just first understand, have empathy, just listen. Third, slow down the conversation. I've kind of found at the beginning, it's going real quick. The person is furious, trying to get it, you know, words just flying as quick as possible. Let them talk. Just let them speak. Listen. Slow down. Don't try to rush. This, is, this isn't the time to fix. This isn't the time to solve. This is just a time to listen. Let the conversation get slow. Eventually, uh, what ends up happening is they kind of say everything there is to say, and things start to naturally just slow down. This might take some time, and this doesn't come natural at first, just letting someone else talk. And you have to be there and just listen, but just slow down and let the conversation happen at its pace. So fourth here, the goal is to get the full picture of what's happening. You're not just, you're not hearing a problem, just one little thing and trying to, hey, okay, let's solve that. You're trying to understand how did this affect them? And we'll get to why in a moment. You don't want to um, try to just hear the problem. You want to hear why is this a problem? How does this affect them? So easy example. Um, I was selling e-commerce products. Um, someone bought something that they needed for their wedding. So they had a wedding. It was, one could argue, maybe it was their fault. They bought something with ground shipping and hoped it would be there. It wasn't there in time. They were furious, obviously. They were supposed to use this for a wedding ceremony, and it just wasn't going to work out. Got on the phone with them. And kind of the thing here is it's not just there's an order and it's late. It's why is it late? What's the event? What's trying to take place here? And just have that understanding that this is really this is affecting this moment. It needs to be there at 2 p.m. That's when this is happening. That's when this wedding's going down. So now it's not just, okay, we need to get it there before Monday. It's, no, this is happening Saturday. So get that full picture so you can really understand before trying to solve the problem. Finally, the very end. So after you've listened, got an understanding, kind of really understand the problem, where they're coming from, and why this is a problem, at that point, offer a solution. And the benefit there, kind of with this story with the wedding, you wouldn't be able to just say, hey, let's ship out another product. It'll be there in three days. Too late. It doesn't matter. They don't want the, they don't want the product there. They need it there by a certain time. It's going to be used. The wedding's gone. They'll be on the honeymoon. So you want to offer a solution that fits, right? So in that case, what I had to do was actually order from a competitor that happened to be much closer, pay to um, whatever the highest shipping was, obviously expensive but just basically reorder another product from a competitor and have it shipped there and that got there in less than a day they were able to use it for the wedding so in that case it worked out you want to know why it's a problem the complete understanding go very slow before you're trying to solve the problem and this process could take a while at first you're gonna get them on the phone in that case the wedding example person was furious they were just talking they were going and it's my job not to rush to solve, but to listen and understand. So, and this might be your customer service manager, this might be you as the founder, but whoever it is that's on the phone and they're the ones absorbing this, just it's, the goal is never to win, the goal isn't to be right. The goal is to really understand first, then solve. Finally, number six, you wanna verify the problem is actually solved. So in that case, place the order, um, the shipment was going there. I knew the wedding was at 2 p.m. 
but you want to check in before and say, did it make it there? You know, looked at tracking and said, okay, it shows it's arrived. Let's drop them a quick email. Just want to double check. Did you get the product? Yes. Thank you very much. Great. So you do want to set a reminder and understand, okay, I'm going to need to follow up on this in the next, you know, 24 hours. Just want to make sure that it's really solved and people totally appreciate that. That's usually where you get the best feedback of saying, you know what, it turns from a complete negative to almost a positive that way. First, if you're actually solving the problem, they're happy. Then if you verify, it's almost like you've done something even better. So you can really turn a negative into a positive doing this. So here are some don'ts and maybe just some pet peeves of mine, just things I've learned over time. First, the whole passive aggressive thing. We've all kind of been there. Don't be that person, right? Where you get on the phone with the customer service rep and they have this passive aggressive tone about them and that only escalates things further. And sometimes maybe you don't even realize it's coming off that way. Maybe you think you're right, they're wrong, and it just starts, the passive aggressive thing starts to happen. But you have to be very careful and make sure never to do that. That's one of those ways you're just stoking the fire. So just definitely don't be passive aggressive. Number two, and this one's definitely a pet peeve of mine, don't use cliches on, so for example, you're talking to someone, they're listening, you're trying to explain where you're at as the person with the problem and they respond back. So what I'm hearing is, and they repeat back to you. And it does this thing where instead of a natural conversation that you're having with a human, all of a sudden it feels like, all right, they're trying to just, they're running me through a playbook. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel human. It doesn't feel like a conversation. Uh, this one-on-one thing, it feels more like a playbook. They're executing it. Someone told them to say that. And it just comes off feeling pretty uh, cheesy. So you want to make sure whatever you're saying, just be natural, be human. Don't use cliches. Don't sound like a robot. So number three, be very careful. I think this is where most people get tripped up. Don't rush to solve the problem. What a lot of folks do and what I've seen, and I've been on, I've been on both sides of this. You explain the problem over email. Person finally gets on the phone with you. And the first thing they say is, okay, we have a solution. You might, you, you might honestly already know that's the thing. At that point, you might have already figured out, here's how we're going to do this. Here's what I think. Here's the plan going forward. But that's not the time for that. The first thing is make sure you're understanding. Verify. Hear everything again. Go very slow. Don't rush to find the solution. First figure out, do I really know what the problem is? And let them talk. Let them explain what the problem is. Because that's part of it is to listen and just make sure. The person on the other end wants to know, they don't just want to solve the problem. They want to believe that you know what the problem is so that you can accurately solve it. So don't rush to solve the problem. Fourth, and I see a lot of people do this too. A lot of times people rush to offer a refund or cash, some sort of monetary compensation. And that's usually, usually not what people want. Sometimes it is, but often it's not. And when you do that too soon, you're kind of, you're just throwing out a solution that's not even the solution they want. So in the wedding example, they didn't want a refund. They wanted their product and they wanted it there by a certain time. A refund wasn't going to do anyone any good. They would then have to go and purchase it. And it was a wedding weekend and that would be bad for everyone. So in that case, a refund wasn't even the goal. That's not what they wanted. It wouldn't help anyone. So I think too many people try to use that tool as, hey, we're going to offer you a refund real quick. And often that's not what people want. Part of the listening, though, you will understand, is that something they're looking for? You, that's something what people do want 
you know, some sort of financial refund, whatever it is, they'll say that. But a lot of times that's not really even what they want. They came to you for a product. They have a problem. They need a solution. They're not coming to you. They don't want a refund necessarily, unless it's the case where they had a problem. They already went off and purchased another one. It's too late. At that point, just refund their money. That's the other thing. Don't hold back refunds. If, if that is what they want, go the other direction. Just give it to them. It's almost always cheaper to refund someone's money than to get a charge back, to get a complaint, to get a negative review. If the refund is what they want, I always say err on the side of just do it. It's almost always cheaper than the alternatives, like every, like negative reviews. That can be far more expensive in the long run. And that's one of those things you don't even know how expensive it is because there was a lost sales that people started researching the company and maybe the sale never even occurred. So those are those things that cost you more in the long run and you don't even realize what it costs you. So just be careful there. Don't offer the refund too soon. But if it is what they want, don't also hold back on the refund. So you just want to be careful there. Hopefully this helps. So run through them real quick, at least the do's. Get close to the problem. Listen, but also have empathy. Slow down the conversation. Number four, get the full picture, get the full story, listen. Number five, finally at that point, and this is number five, finally then offer a solution. And then number six, verify the next day, 48, 24 hours, the problem's actually solved. Hopefully this helps. If it did, please leave a comment, drop me a note. Also, leave a review. Always love to hear iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can, Google Play. Really appreciate it. So check in next week, and I'll talk to you soon.